comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Now Now with Aaron and Abe. Hey Abe, what's your favorite Liam Neeson role? Aren't we talking about the Oscars? No, that's next week. This week we're talking about non-stop! I'm pretty sure that we're doing an Oscar recording. What about nonstop, though? What about it? What about... Uh, oh, you're right. We're talking about Oscars. Never mind. Yeah, with Mark and Mark. All right. I'll let it go. Thanks. Cole never bothers me anyway. Wait a minute. I forgot my introduction. Introduction. And this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. However, every now and then, depending on either a lack of new releases worth of discussing, or just because we feel like it, we do a bonus episode, such as this one. And this is a special one, and this is, I think, three years running now. We're doing our special Oscar prediction episode, where we, of course, go over the Oscar nominees and predict what we think are going to win come this Oscar night. Which is always somewhat of a challenge. We'll see how we do this year. But joining me once again, I believe, I think it's three years in a row we've been doing this at this point with these same guests. Uh, we have from, from Fast Film Reviews, subbing in for Billy Crystal, it's Mark Open. Hi, everyone. And from AwardsCircuit.com, just back from hosting the celebration of Best Supporting Chairs for Directors, it's Mark Johnson. <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Really good. Great. I'm excited to do this. We're going to do our Oscar predictions. Then we figured something. I figured out something fun that we could all do afterwards. Uh, we're going after we do the predictions. Uh, we're going to go over our top three favorite winners from Oscar history for the acting categories and for best picture. Um, we Abe and I have been talking about our contest we've been having previously for winning a season one of The Americans on DVD. Um, we have two copies of that, and the question was, what is your favorite? olympics movie and why and you just have to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com or put a message on our facebook page or leave us a voicemail and we got one winner so far we got uh daniel murphy send us an email um he says my favorite movie about the olympics is munich the film from steven spielberg um i know a lot of people hate it i'm not sure about that but i enjoyed that movie thoroughly nothing like seeing justice being dealt to scum terrorists in some amazingly brutal ways could have phrased maybe a little bit that hard, less harsh. <laughs> I watch it once a year or so, and I enjoy it every time. I really like Munich. I think that movie's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah I do too. Eric Van is so awesome in it, and it made me love him. So, yeah, thanks, Daniel, for that email. And uh, you have sent us your address, so we're going to send you one of two season one DVD copies of The Americans. So, uh, yeah, that we, we still have one more. And if you want to win 
a completely free DVD. All you have to do is write one thing, and you can do that. So <laughs> <laughs> you could literally like write one word. Well, no, I wouldn't give you credit for that. <laughs> but yeah. you could, all you have to do is put in a, Olympics. a tiny amount of effort into your favorite Olympics movie and why. You know, email us or voicemail. We'll get to all that at the end of the show. Or how you can do that. Um, what else? iTunes reviews, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those. Helps out the show, helps other people find our show, which is, you know, helpful because then more people get to experience the, the wonderfulness of something like our 2014 Oscar prediction episode. And uh, last thing, we, Abe and I, and some other friends of the show, we recorded a new commentary. I'm just going to tease that for now because it will be released like, probably a couple weeks from now, but it's a fun one, and I'm looking forward to posting it. So for you listeners that love the commentaries, which I know there are quite a few of you that do, uh, look forward to a new commentary that's very relevant in the coming uh, coming weeks. So there. Let's uh, do one quick Know Everybody question. Know Everybody is, of course, where we get to know everybody. Know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a very appropriately themed question. It, uh, just everyone can do this. What's the biggest surprise you can think of on the Oscar night this year? Uh, another leg flash. <laughs> That counts, right? Sure. The, big, the biggest surprise that we think is likely to happen, or the biggest surprise that, that you can just that, that you can fathom happening on awards night in terms of, I guess, winners. That the ceremony would actually run within the correct allotted time. <laughs> you don't think Ellen runs a tight ship? She's hosted before, and it was very long. <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, I, I guess uh, maybe Kate Blanchett. I don't think she's gonna lose, but I guess the surprise could be her losing if the if the love for American Hustle maybe goes over the top, or maybe the backlash on the Woody Allen thing lately. Maybe I, I don't see that happening, but it's that would surprise me, I guess. I think the Woody Allen thing will actually help her. I think people will rally to her defense and say, "You have nothing to do with this. This is a, a shame that this is happening at the same time." Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's everybody. Let's do a very quick, uh, now quickies. Yep. This is where we talk about some new movies that we might have seen during the week because we just really didn't see the <laughs> big new releases to talk about for a main review. Well, some of us did, but we'll get to that. Abe, any other movies that you've seen this week? Negative. Good. Keep it, keep it brief. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quickie. Mark Johnson, have you made any other time to see anything this week? Um, I rewatched Nebraska. Ooh. Uh, oh, Abe and I love Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, yeah, that and actually, I think earlier in the week I rewatched Dallas Buyers Club as well. So just trying to see all the Best Picture nominees a second or third time here. I'm very excited to see Gravity again. Finally, I've been like wanting to and never made it around to see it in the theater. I saw it twice in the theater, but I wanted to see it a third time. I never got to. See it. <laughs> yeah, but it comes out on Blu-ray this week. And so oh, I like, can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Mark, any other? Uh, Mark Hoven, any other movies this week? <laughs> Well, I'm trying to make my way through all the documentary features that have been nominated. So I just saw The Square, and I, oh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, um, it was really, in fact, I've I've seen all the documentary features with the exception of Dirty Wars, and I will change that will change by the time the uh, Academy Awards happens. But anyway, um, and then uh, I is did that, also is see that streaming. I'm sorry, is that it is? Yeah, it is. Every, I think yeah, everything yeah. is streaming think, on yeah. the everything but 20 feet from stardom. That's not streaming either. It's, it's not streaming. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. I keep checking. It's on disc though. If you. Yeah, yeah, it's out. Yeah. I'm gonna add yeah. Dirty Wars to my queue though. 
and uh, and then I also saw Pompeii, which was the new um, release this uh, past weekend. And uh, I actually, I mean, it's not a great film, but I was surprisingly entertained by it. And I, I thought it's actually, I gave it a mild recommendation. I thought it was fairly enjoyable. Yeah, Mark and I like found ourselves completely agreeing with each other on Pompeii because I also enjoyed it for what it was. It's, of course, from everyone's favorite, Paul Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson and um, yeah yeah Paul W.S. <laughs> Paul w. S. Anderson. the other Paul Anderson yeah. and uh, but I mean after watching Spartacus which is which I love but it's like heavy on the gore and the, the blood and the violence of gladiator times it's kind of like watching the PG-13 version and be like eh but I whatever reason was like I, I guess this is what I could have expected I, and I enjoyed the volcano stuff but um does anyone remember Skyline, that like alien abduction movie? Or movie oh yeah. Where they invade. Yeah. Oh, I remember the title. Which which is terrible. It has a turn yeah. from Scrubs. Um, it, it's it's a it's a ter- what's amazing about that movie, which I hated. I think that movie's terrible. But it, it's like both like an amazing looking movie and a terrible looking movie at the same time because the effects are like kind of great on some scenes and then kind of terrible on others. Pompeii has that kind of same feel, where some of it's like really good, but some of it's like. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I thought most of it was fairly. Most of it was pretty solid. I'd say most of it was pretty solid. So that's why certain ones just stuck out to me. That's that's where I kind of saw it. some crowd scenes and certain things. But then you get to like yeah, volcanic ash and destruction coming down. It's like eh, this, yeah, all right. I've I've wanted to see a movie about Vesuvius erupting for some time. I'm not sure if Paul W. C. Anderson was the person that needed to do it for me, but there there are two supporting parts in that movie that are actually quite good. Kiefer Sutherland as the as the villain, he's really good. And then also I'm not gonna attempt his name, but Adebisi from Oz, he is really good Mr. as well. Echo. Yeah, Mr. Echo. Yeah, okay. Mr. Echo. Hey, I was just as, saying, let's try. <laughs> That's yeah, as a, a fellow, he's a like a fellow slave with the uh, the main guy, right. and and they kind of have this camaraderie and stuff. And I thought he was really good too. Yeah, Adewale Akinuwe Agbaji. It's a tough one. It's a tough. Even I struggled. You know. Oh, yeah, I'm good I was like, you're flipping up there. You know, I'm pretty good at this, but that's a tough one to to, to get memorized. Um, yeah, it stars Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones as like gruff six pack guy. So you know, good job for him. Way to go. Way to work out on your off time from Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The it's it's entertaining for what it is. So. Yeah. I saw a couple other things too. I I watched I rewatched Abe's favorite movie from last year, The Counselor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched the ex- I, I watched I watched the extended cut of the counselor because I had to review the Blu-ray, which is 20 minutes longer, and it's still like just a mess. Like it's not it adds some shades to some characters, but it's just not. It's still just a big disappointment. Like <laughs> I love the fact that like it's a movie you don't like, and now they've added more to it. I, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, I guess I could clarify things, but right. I, I mean, there's nothing that nothing's clear to me after watching it. It's just more of like you can maybe appreciate some aspects, but yeah, totally and overall, like the movie just like and generally Ridley Scott director's cuts, they you know tend to work. Like I think Kingdom of Kingdom of Heaven's director's cut is is my is a top three Ridley Scott movie for me. But like Counselor, just no massive disappointment. Um, that said. Fantastic Mr. Fox came out to Criterion Blu-ray this week, and I've been watching a lot of that, and that is just wonderful. That's an it's early contender, one. early contender for favorite Blu-ray release of the year because it's packed with just stuff. And like, I just want to see a fan film of like them recording the voices for everybody because you just see them on this farm, <laughs> like running around, and like George Clooney's like a fool, like recording his lines <laughs> and everything, like rolling around in the dirt and stuff. It's so much fun <laughs> to watch this. 
That's why it's real, man. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is like dancing just like his character in the movie. It's just so much fun to watch this movie. <laughs> like it's complete. Like if if you like avoided Criterion releases just because like I don't know why this is like the one to pick up right now. It's so it's so good. But yeah, so that that's what I've been watching this week. And, uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on here. Let's get to the, let's get to the main bulk of the show right now. Let's get to our Oscar predictions. So we're gonna we're gonna go through every single category, and we're going to for for the majority of them we're gonna name who we want to win, who we think will win, and who could be a possible upset. As in, who is the like if this person doesn't win, who is most likely to kind of win be- instead of that person? So or film or whatnot. So um, that's what we're gonna do right now. <laughs> There we go. We're going to start out with the kind of the, the back end categories here. I'm going to go with best animated short film, and we have nominees: Get a Horse, Mr. Hublot, Feral, Possessions, or Room on a Broom. And let's let's keep the order the same. Let's go: Hoban, Johnson, Abe, myself. So Mark okay. Hoban. So so will win. I am selecting Get a Horse. Um, Get a Horse is also my want to win. And then if there was anything in this category that would upset, uh, it would be Mr. Hublot. Hublot. It's French. I believe it's Hublot. I think that's how it's pronounced. Mark Johnson. Yeah, I have the the same for Will Win and Possible Upset. I I don't have a want to win here because I've only seen Get a Horse so far. Uh, But I think that'll win. Abe? Going with the upset here. I'm going with Mr. Hublot for want to win, will win. Possible Upset, though, Get a Horse. Yeah, I'm actually going. I'm actually the exact same same as you, Abe. Um, and I've, I've seen all these films, and I do think Mr. Hublot might take it. I, I and I want it to win also. But uh, we'll see. This is these are like the trickiest ones right here. These are the ones that are going to ruin somebody's poll just because it's, yeah. it's hard to tell. I watched uh, Room Room on the Broom. Yeah. I don't know why that's nominated. <laughs> it's it's long. I, Adam Gentry loved it. That's his favorite one. Okay. Sorry, friend of the show, Adam Gentry. He, he loved Room on a Broom. <laughs> Uh, okay, so next up we have Best Live Action Short Film, and we have That Wasn't Me, Just Before Losing Everything, Helium. There's these four titles that I'm just not attempting. Helium, <laughs> Do I Have to Take Care of Everything, or The Vorman Problem? So Marco. Okay, so uh, Will Win is The Vorman Problem. Uh, I haven't seen these, but I guess I'll just root for the favorite uh the Vorman problem, and then the upset uh, would be helium. Yeah, I, I again the same too. I have the Vorman problem. It's got uh, Martin Freeman, so that might help it along. Um, but yeah, I have the same two uh, Vorman problem with helium as the upset. Uh, I want. Do I have to take care of everything to win? I think that the Vorman problem will win, and possible upset would be helium. I am exactly the same. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? We're like divided right down the middle. Right. <laughs> so next up we have best documentary short subject. And we have Cave Digger, Facing Fear, Karma Has No Walls, The Lady in Number Six, or Prison Terminal: The Last Days of Private Jack Hall. So my will win is The Lady in Number Six. Music saved my life. That was actually a little subpart of the 
title. Uh, well, again, I have not seen these, but I will also say want to win is that. And then upset would be facing fear. Okay. So apparently Mark stole all my notes. Um, <laughs> I have the same exact two. One I'm so again. glad that I got to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Right. Alphabetical. Uh, I want Karama Has No Walls to win. I think that Karama Has No Walls will win, but uh, Apostle Upset will be uh, the lady at number six. Music saved my life. Man, Abe makes makes a little change here. Um, Yeah, Uh, I I have the lady at number six will win. Um, I I haven't seen these, so I don't have a want. Uh, Upset, I have Cave Digger, actually. Interesting. All right, so next up, one of our one of the trickier categories here, guys. Best documentary feature. We have The Act of Killing, Cutie and the Boxer, Dirty Wars, The Square, or 20 Feet from Stardom. Okay, so I am going to say for Will Win will be 20 Feet from Stardom. Uh, I would want The Act of Killing to win, although I, I like both of these documentaries. Um, but I think that 20 Feet from Stardom is just a little bit more feel good and i think that'll tip the hand in its favor and then uh, the upsets so I, i'm choosing 20 feet from stardom um actually that would, i would think uh see what are, i guess the upset that would be the act of killing mark yeah and like the uh the first three short categories i actually got to see all five of these so i actually do have a want to win which is the square um, the one I think will win is 20 Feet from Stardom. That's the only one of the five that's primarily in English, or completely in English. Um, so I wonder if that might play into it. But uh, the Apostle Ops that I, I have the act of killing. Abe? <laughs> Mark Johnson, taking my answers there. Again, same thing. <laughs> Want to win. The Square uh, will win 20 Feet from Stardom, probably because of the same reasons Mark Hoban suggested. Flight, fun, or a little bit more uplifting than the other ones. Um, possible upset, the act of killing. Yeah, I have 20 feet from stardom to win. I want the act of killing to win, and the upset I have is the square. So, uh, yeah, well, that's a trickier one. So I'm, I'm very curious about that one among some of these other I, I'm uh, surprised that we all chose 20 feet from stardom. I yeah, thought uh, somebody would choose the act of killing. I had the square, yeah. actually, for the longest time. Then I, That was, like, one of the last things I changed. I, I don't know. It's, so that's like going back on your SATs and changing the, the answer from B to C. The act, of, the act of killing is just so, it. like, that's so, like, intense and, like, two and a half hours. So it's like, I don't know <laughs> if the Academy's going to go for it. <laughs> All right, next up we have Best Foreign Film. And we have nominated The Hunt, Broken Circle Breakdown, The Great Beauty, Omar, or The Missing Picture. So, Will Win, I have The Great Beauty. Uh, want to win would be the hunt, and the hunt would also be the upset. Mark Jackson. Um, I only I only saw two of these uh, so far, um, but I really really loved the Broken Circle Breakdown. So, uh, with you know being ignorant to three of these, the that's the one I want to win at the, at, for now. Uh, the one I think will win is the Great Beauty. They they love to go with uh, Italian and French films, so. Um, I have that there, and then the possible upset is The Hunt, just because Mads Mikkelsen is in it, and I, I think they, it's a good movie too. So that's, a, that, that's the other one I saw along with Broken Circle Breakdown. Abe, I, oh, I sorry, was going to say also, I think The Great Beauty has won a bunch of awards already, so that's kind of in its favor as well. Hmm. Yeah, the, the Great Beauty won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. 
And so, like when you compare so, something to Fellini, it seems like that kind of helps as well. Right. Abe? Based off of my trailer watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw the hunt. <laughs> I did watch the hunt, yeah. Uh, I would want Omar to win. Uh, what I think will win will be the broken or circle breakdown. And then possible upset would be the hunt. Yeah, I um, obviously I love the hunt. It was on my top ten. Um, and Mark's Mark Hogan's. Um, nice. I think the Great Beauty will win, and I think I think Broken Circle Breakdowns the possible upset there. This is a good nice switch from last year where Abe was the only one to not <laughs> predict a yeah. more to win the best I'm like, you know what? Everyone's choosing this one movie. I'm gonna go completely opposite. That's gonna help my score in this competition we're having. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't realize the other one was also nominated for like best picture. Abe, have you seen A Royal Affair? Uh, no, I haven't. You still have yet to see it. No, no, Mads Mads is uh, my boy, but you know, he and I we're on a he's on my short list to watch. Back up. I didn't know Amor was nominated for best you, like we're it's in the same thing yeah. that we're doing on the same podcast. I was like, hmm, I probably should have thought this one out more. <laughs> Alright. Moving on. Next up we have Best Animated Feature Film. We have The Crudes, Despicable Me Two, Ernest and Celeste, Frozen, or The Wind Rises. Okay, so Will Win is Frozen. Want to win is the delightfully funny Despicable Me Too. That's not a joke. I love that film. And the the upset would be The Wind Rises. Um, I have for Want to Win and Will Win Frozen, and for Upset I have nothing. I think this is as safe a pick. Uh, there's two two awards this season. I think that are absolute locks. I think this is one of them. That's my confidence level too, Mark Johnson. Frozen, Frozen, no even, no possibility of upset. Right. Um, yeah, I have Frozen as a will win. I want, or I want the wind rises the win. I really like that movie. I finally got around to writing my review this week. I, I, I realize even how much more I like the movie after writing that. Um, and if there was an upset, I guess it would be Wind Rises, just Miyazaki's last film and whatnot. So we'll see. Previous, sorry, previous Oscar winner, Ayo Miyazaki. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Disney win any animated Oscars, by the way, but I've seen Miyazaki win one. Right. Um, right. Next up, getting to the technical categories here, we have Best Makeup and Hairstyling with Dallas Buyers Club, Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa, and The Lone Ranger. So Will Win is Dallas Buyers Club. Want to win. I would actually really like to see Jackass. Um Bad Grandpa win that award, and then the upset, that would also be an upset. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty close to that. I have, uh, for Will Win, Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, for one to win, I too want Bad, uh, bad Grandpa to win. Um, the upset for me, though, I thought was, I thought was the Lone Ranger with the with the aging makeup with Tonto. It was pretty good, so. Yeah, definitely. Will Win, I think, would be Dallas Buyers Club. Want to win, Dallas Buyers Club, but possible upset. Definitely the Lone Ranger. I went back and uh, reviewed some of the clips, and yeah, makeup looks pretty good there. I uh, I completely agree. Um, I think I think Dallas Buyers Club. Did you hear the news on the Dallas Buyers Club makeup by the way this week? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's like two hundred and fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. That was that was all they needed. Yeah, that's crazy. I guess it helps when you know you just have actors that are actually losing tons of weight for their roles. Right. But right. yeah, but yeah, Lone Ranger. 
regardless of the movie, which I'm not, you know, I'm not down on completely. I just, you know, it's kind of just kind of a miss as opposed to like a huge problem. But the makeup in that movie is pretty fan. I mean, which comes, I, you kind of expect that with these kind of movies. But you wonder too if the uh, if the release of that news, if, if voters still have their ballots in hand. I wonder how many of them look at it and go, you know, where is the makeup here? You know, may, you know, I wonder if the lack of money spent shows the, you know. I don't know. The other Somewhere two are like so showy. Yeah, it's one of those. Just, yeah, it's one of those cases where it's the prestige of the picture might carry it yeah, to that's win. That's what I think. Yeah, but right. you know, right. you look right. at it like really. Yeah, you're like, I mean, it did get nominated, so obviously there's enough people that you got know, nominated over other things, presumably. So exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just I wouldn't be surprised of an upset in that category. I, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was nominated over um, American Hustle. I mean, a lot right. of people thought that would get makeup and hairstyling. Hairstyling, especially. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, once they, once they add hairstyles. Right. Yeah. And you look at Jackass Bad Grandpa, which you know, people, some people want to scoff at, but the fact is, this uh, is the person that convinced he was somebody else. He right. convinced people around him that he was an old person. I mean, there, there's a lot of credit okay. to be given and there. I'd like That's the why DVD. I think I wanted to win. Yeah, I wanted to win, too. I'd like to see the DVDs as Academy yeah. Award winner, Bad <laughs> Grandpa. Right. I, I'm sure that, that sticker slapped on there. <laughs> it's ready. Yeah. Yeah, I think you make the good the, the good point though, and that's why I have it in the one to win section. Is that that that's you know that makeup was so good that he had to convince you know live audience or you know people people off the street yeah. uh, that he was an old man. So if it's that good, uh, I don't know. I think that that's where that's I'd put my the argument's yeah. there for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So moving on now, let's get to best production design. The nominees are American Hustle, Gravity, The Great Gatsby, Her, and Twelve Years a Slave. So, will win, I would choose The Great Gatsby. Want to win, I just, despite the fact that I I admit that Great Gatsby has great production design, it just was a movie I did not like. So, I would go with Gravity for myself. And that would also be, I would think Gravity would be the upset, because I think Great Gatsby is favored. Yeah, I, I have Great Gatsby winning that um, that one. And then I, my want to win is her. And the possible upset for me is Gravity. Abe? I think we're pretty mixed here. I want uh, Gravity to win. I think her, or I, I'm sorry, I want her to win. I think Gravity will win. Possible upset, 12 Years a Slave. I have The Great Gatsby will win. I'd love to see her win, because I love the world building in that movie. <laughs> um, right. uh, but the uh, possible upset I have is 12 Years a Slave, which oh. I think... Didn't like it. Didn't Lincoln win last year? Yeah, and yeah. I think, that was, that, I think that was an upset, said. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln went more with the traditional, like what they typically gave production design. Lately, there's been a trend to kind of go more toward where um, production design and, and visual effects had actually lined up going into last year, three out of four consecutive years. What was so, the thought that was going to win last year instead of Lincoln? What for me, it was Life of Pi. That's right, yeah. Ah. Yeah, I, I had Life of Pi, and, and, and because of that recent trend where um, things like uh, Hugo, Hugo. And, and Avatar and whatnot were winning production design and visual effects, they kind of were starting to tie together. But last year kind of went back to their traditional way, which is why 12 Years a Slave makes sense as an upset here, uh, because that's kind of the traditional like Lincoln. I actually, I was thinking Anna Karenina would win that last year. Yeah, that was. That, I, that, yeah, I think that's that would have been a worthy winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that was what my prediction was last year. Yeah, that, that, that started off. That started off as the front runner last year, and then just it didn't really. I think because the film didn't do too well, it didn't show well in the guilds or any of the precursors. It it kind of became a race between Lincoln and, and Pie toward the end. 
Well, speaking of traditional nominees, let's get to best costume <laughs> design. Um, we have American Hustle, The Grandmaster, The Great Gatsby, The Invisible Woman, and 12 Years a Slave. So for similar reasons why I chose it for production design, I believe Great Gatsby will win costume design. However, I would like to see American Hustle win, and I also think that American Hustle would be the upset. Yeah, I have I have the same exact. I, uh, I want American Hustle to win, and I think it's the upset, but I think this goes to Gatsby. Uh, and if it if it does, the something interesting is the original 1974 version of Gatsby won the Oscar for costume design as well. Uh-huh. Interesting fact. Uh, have have um, just real quick has Baz Luhrmann won previously for these awards like with Mulan Rouge? His, yeah, his wife actually is the one who does both the costume design and the production design. Um, and she, uh, Catherine Martin, I think her name. And yes, she won, yeah. she won for uh, for both for Mulan Rouge costume design and production design as well. Catherine Martin of uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was gonna make a Catherine Martin joke. You're like, oh, she finally got out of the well. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, your picks. <laughs> uh, who I think will she win. was great in Labor Day, by the way. <laughs> she was. Slapped her child and everything. <laughs> uh, who I want to win will, uh, or I'm sorry, who will win, I think, will be The Great Gatsby. Uh, who I want to win will be totally, 12 Years a Slave. Possible upset, The Invisible Woman. I thought about that for possible upset, just because like, that's the period film. Oh, period, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like the period film as opposed to other period movies. Um, yeah, I have Gatsby as a want and will. Uh, 12 Years a Slave is my upset as well. I, I feel like that's the invisible movie, though. I don't yeah. think people yeah. aren't yeah. even talking about it. That's, that, that is, though. That, I mean, historically, they go to bigger movies like that, like um, The Young Victoria and Elizabeth, that Victorian age kind of, you know, film, those big, big showy costumes. But that, I just, I don't know anybody that's even seen that movie other than maybe you guys. <laughs> but, uh, my, yeah. favorite, my favorite example of this is um, my dad and I were watching a movie, like, I guess, whatever, like 2009 or something, and it, we saw a trailer for The Duchess, which came out in, like, a March yeah, or something, true. and he, he looked over at me and he said, best costume design awesome. winner. Yeah. And, like, I think it, it, it happened, like, <laughs> last next year. <laughs> Your dad's a clairvoyant guy. Yes, he got it. He called it right away. Actually, the uh, the Costume Designers Guild just announced their winners last night, and they, they gave their award to 12 Years a Slave. Ooh. Ah. Huh. This definitely, like, a lot of these definitely go with, like, what the theme of the night's going to be. Like, if American Hustle starts winning awards, they might start winning a lot of these Deco awards. Yeah, that's a... Uh, great Gatsby, well, I mean, Great Gatsby only has these two, but, like, there's... Right. It could kind of, kind of, could have kind of run the gamut if, like, one of them wins. It seems like you kind of, it might pick up a pattern. But, it's like, interesting that the, the it's possible the Great Gatsby could walk away with two Academy Awards and American Hustle could walk away with nothing. Yeah. You know, right. All right, so next up we have Best Sound Editing, and we have All is Lost, Captain Phillips, Gravity, The Hobbit, The Destination of Smaug, or The Lone Lone Survivor. Okay, so Will Win is Gravity. Um, I have Gravity for a lot of things, but uh, for Want to Win, I'm going to choose Captain Phillips, and Captain Phillips would also be the upset. Yeah, I, I too have gravity for the will win. That's also my want to win, and then for possible upset, Captain Phillips. Hey. My will win is gravity, want to win gravity, possible upset, all is lost. I am with Mark and Mark on this one, gravity, gravity, and Captain Phillips as a possible upset. 
Next up, the very completely different Best Sound Mixing Award. Um, we have Captain Phillips, Gravity, The Desolation of Smeug, Inside Lewin Davis, or Lone Survivor. So my will win is Gravity. Uh, I, um, I mean, I'm kind of in the – I really I, – I guess want to win would be Captain Phillips, although I'm not, like, strong on it. And then uh, that would also be the upset would be Captain Phillips. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I think a lot of people think sound editing and sound mixing kind of just go to the same film every year. And, and I'm predicting, again, exactly what I had in sound editing. Want to win Gravity, will win Gravity, possible upset Captain Phillips. But in the last 13 years, they will be gone. Yeah, right. a, lot of ti- a lot of times they go to musicals, right. But in the last 13 years, the winner of sound mixing has matched with sound editing only five times. So wow. it's not... It's not as common not as at all. It's so, just, sound mixing generally gets the musical nomination, and sound editing doesn't. And exactly. Like, so like they, I remember, like uh, like Spider Man Two won and Ray won for sound mixing. It was like, right. yeah, and last like, year we had Les Mis. You're still picking the same thing though, despite what yeah, you just said. Despite, okay. Yeah, this, this year's a you're, little different. We'll and what you're editing. saying though, does there's a possibility that Inside Lewin yeah. Davis could sneak in here? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. It's possible too, yeah. That's why it's my possible upset. That's why it's mine too. Yep. I have will win gravity, want to win gravity, and possible upset inside Lou and Davis. Yep. Yeah. I have inside Lou and Davis as a want just because I wanted to win things. <laughs> the only reason I didn't get nominated for much. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the only reason I'd put it third behind Phillips and Gravity right now. It definitely could win mixing because I do go with music a lot, but the fact that it missed out on so many other areas, yeah, like screenplay and, and the picture, most notably, of, of yeah. course. Makes me wonder how much they liked it. I'm also just still really mad at Lone Survivor for stealing Rush's nominations <laughs> for sound editing and sound mixing. Right. Oh god. Seriously. It's like Universal took the money away from Rush and like put it into Lone Survivor. <laughs> They're like, here, Peterberg, we're sorry for Battleship. <laughs> Alright, next up we have I always love this category. Best achievement in visual effects. We have Gravity, The Hobbit, the Absolution of Spag. Spag. Iron Man three. The Lone Ranger or Star Trek Into Darkness. I think three of these are ILM. Iron Man 3, Lone Ranger, and Star Trek. And I think they're all IL, Industrial Light wow. Magic movies. But, uh, anyways. Okay, so we'll win Gravity. I mean, I really want Gravity to win this award. I can't, I don't know, I would be pretty perturbed if it doesn't win this. And then the, ups, <laughs> the upset would be uh, probably, I mean, The Hobbit. But, I mean, come on, Gravity. <laughs> get it together <laughs> it just doesn't make sense i mean visual effects it's like i mean i feel like they almost like push the you know they push cinema ahead in this film it, it, it it's so so amazing people will look back on this film in my opinion and say this is one of the moments where special effects like surged forward i'm trying to see what yeah. was up against avatar that year probably district nine i think star trek was 2009 well, the first one oscars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, while you're yeah. while you're looking for that, I'll go ahead and yeah, yeah. District Nine and Star Trek, I got it. District Nine and Star Trek, those are the two against. Yeah. yeah. All right, so for visual effects, yeah, for Want to Win and Will Win, I have Gravity. And if you remember when I talked about Frozen and having no po- no possible upset and mentioning there was one other one, this is the other one. I don't think there's I think I don't think there's anything that has a chance to be Gravity here. This is probably the safest pick in the entire field. I. Basically, echo Mark Johnson's sentiments because I have no other possible upset as well. Uh, want to win, will win, gravity. Same <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get to best original score. We have the Book Thief because John Williams always needs John nominations. Williams, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gravity, 
her, Philomena, or saving Mr. Bonks? So my will win is gravity. My want to win is also gravity. And then the possible upset would be her. For me, uh, yeah, I also have gravity for the will win. My want to win and possible upset is my favorite score of the year. That's Philomena. I went back and listened to about 12 minutes of each of these scores. Um, Who I want to win, her. Who I think will win, her. Possible upset, saving Mr. Banks, probably just because the whole entire Disney factor. Oh, yeah, because that really helped out the rest of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What do you have? What's your her? Is that what you said? Her. Okay. Um, Yeah, Gravity um, is my will wants. I'd say her. I like that score. Uh, Possible upset is Philomena by Alexander Desplat. Desplat. Has he won, actually, Mark? Do you know? No, he, he's, he's, this is his, he's this is his sixth. It's like six, yeah. yeah. This is his sixth nomination. It's actually, um, for Saving Mr. Banks, it's his twelfth. It's Thomas Newman's twelfth nomination. He hasn't won either. He hasn't he's won never won, yeah. yeah. yeah so. I chose the right one there for the upset. They're, they're both overdue, for sure. And next up, we have Best Original Song, which I think used to be a lock, but now I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> like I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, we yeah, have... Well, we don't have this one. Never mind. I just delete that. That one's disqualified, so never mind that. But we have um, Happy from Despicable Me 2, Let It Go from Frozen, The Moon Song from Her, and Ordinary Love from Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. Oh, Alone got disqualified? Yeah. 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 It was, I can go into it if you want, but suffice to say, silly process. A, an, an Academy Award, or a, an, a, a, what, an Academy member just basically got a... Was he like a previous Academy member? Is that, is that what it is? He's a former governor, former, I believe. Who, who had a, like a connection and he kind of emailed uh, all his buddies. Yeah, he had a list. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's nothing that everyone else doesn't do. It's campaigning. Yeah, you know, it's, right. it's not like he cheated. He just asked his friends to vote for him. So, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Now, I, my understanding of what he did wrong was he himself emailed the voters. And what he should have done was had an assistant do right. it. I mean, okay. that's basically what we're talking about here. Oh. That's, it's that's ridiculous. Silly. I mean, I, I listened to the song. It's terrible. I would not. <laughs> I would, but I, I wouldn't discount it because of this. It's it's a ridiculous reason to, to take it out of the running. It's a little annoying because I really like that Lana Del Rey song from Great, Great Gatsby. You know? Right, right. Well, it would have been nice then if they had like added that or whatever was the next song that got the votes. You know. Yeah, they they can't do that though because then it shows the voting order because then you know. Uh, so rather rather than. Give somebody the honor of the nomination and spoil who the fifth one is. I see. Okay. Gotcha. So we just boo, we just boo his that guy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So with all that said. Okay. So uh, Ivan, I mean, I predicted this the second that the uh, movie came out. Uh, I my will win is let it go. My want to win is let it go. And then if there's an upset, I would say it would be ordinary love from uh, Mandela. Yeah, this this category all of a sudden got crazy recently. Um, Let it go is my. I'm still sticking with it as the will win. Uh, it seemed like the favorite from the moment that movie came out. Um, for me, I want Happy to win. I love that song. I like Feral a lot. Um, but the possible upset, and I could see Happy pulling an upset too. But the Weinstein's are behind Mandela, and they don't typically walk away from an Oscars with zero wins. Um, I actually read something this morning where they're having Nelson Mandela's surviving family members fly into the Academy Awards to watch. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think it wouldn't 
be a bad bet to bet on Ordinary Love. It did it did win the Golden Globe as well uh, for song over Let It Go. So right, that'd be a ridiculous situation if the whole entire existing members were there and the yeah. the announcer was just looking at the family and was like, uh, their puppy uh, dog the, eyes. The Mandela's <laughs> Long Walk to Freedom. It's like, no, that's not who the winner was. Anyway, uh, we'll win, let it go, want to win, let it go. Possible upset, happy, because that's a super catchy song. It is. Yeah, I mean, despite my disinterest in the Despicable Me series, the soundtracks are my favorite things about them, and I have both of those soundtracks. I really like Pharrell's <laughs> work on the Despicable Me soundtracks. But um, yeah, I have Let It Go as a want and will. Even over the moon song, and I like the moon song quite a bit, but I and, and happy, I like happy a lot too. But I, let it go, just it gets you going, it just makes you get, it makes you want to do stuff. Like yeah, let's yeah, go. I, I want to freeze this giant lake. But yeah, possible love said I have ordinary love, and God, I, like why Weinstein's <laughs> like they need to win something, and this seems like the one that they could. Um, all right, next up, best cinematography, we have the Grandmaster, Gravity, Inside Lewin Davis. Nebraska or Prisoners. So my will win is Gravity. My want to win is also Gravity. And then if there is an upset, it would be Inside Lewin Davis, which does have some pretty impressive cinematography as well. Yeah, um, my will win is Gravity. I think this is probably the award I want to happen more than anything else this year, just the same as it was a couple years ago when Lebeski was up for the Tree of Life and lost that one. Um, So that's what I want to win. That's what I think will win. Uh, the possible upset here would be, for me, is I really don't see much of an upset uh, happening. I think Lubezki's pretty safe bet, especially when you consider how I mentioned earlier, the, the visual visual effects and cinematography and production design kind of have a triangle where they connect. And the last four winners for visual effects also won cinematography, and we're pretty certain about Gravity winning visual effects so i'm pretty sure gravity's got this but my upset pick would be roger deakins for prisoners just because this is his 11th nomination and he's never won and if any voters one day catch on to that i could see him you know getting some kind of sentimental win but not this year and that that we talked about it here in the podcast but that film did have some really good cinematography i think aaron and i were talking about just my favorite aspect of that movie easily yeah just Uh, like the tree bark and the door and yeah yeah anyway um want to win will win gravity uh, possible upset, I'm going with Nebraska just because I like that movie and it's shot in black and white and you kind of have to you have to sort of visualize uh, some of the things that uh, the person is doing without color. Uh, yeah, I have Gravity for Want and Will and Prisoners is my possible upset. Moving on now, we have Best Film Editing and we have American Hustle, Captain Phillips, somehow Dallas Buyers Club made it in there, Gravity, <laughs> and 12 Years of Sleep. So, uh, will win I have is gravity and, uh, want to win and upset. I'm picking Captain Phillips for its tension and excitement. Uh, this is, this is one of the three or four categories I'm still not nailed down on. Um, right now I'm saying Captain Phillips is going to win this. Uh, I want gravity to win and that's my possible upset, but, uh, right now I'm saying Captain Phillips. Uh, this one was a tough category for me too. I, uh, I, I think Captain Phillips will win, probably just because it's so quick uh, that you don't realize that it's like two hours and some odd minutes, and you you are pretty tense throughout. Um, who would want to win would be 12 Years a Slave, and then Upset would be Gravity. This was it. Would you pick Captain Phillips? Is that yeah, Captain Phillips will for, win? The, yeah, for the will win. I'm typing all these, too. That's why I keep asking, just to make sure. Oh, um, I'm just writing an X. I'm just, 
I could do that, but I like typing the. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to read it as opposed to like looking at an X and whatnot on a podcast. Um, it doesn't take long. I'm a good typer. This this is a tough one. I agree because I I really think Captain Phillips could take it, but I still have gravity as the will win. I would like to see Captain Phillips win though because I do think it the editing really makes that film work. Right. Um, I don't know why Wolf of Wall Street didn't make it in there, but that's another story. Uh, possible upset would be Captain Phillips. Dallas Buyers Club best editing. I can't imagine that happening. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, even Hustle, I think, is shaggy, like the editing, but whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with that because I thought that was too long. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, something, an interesting stat. The, um, the Ace Eddie Award is the guild for editing. And the two winners for the ace this year were Captain Phillips and American Hustle. Mm-hmm. And one of the two one of the two ace winners has gone on to win the Oscar in this category nineteen times out of the last twenty two years. Wow. So that's that's why I'm leaning on Captain Phillips right now, even even though I have gravity winning later in some big awards, which makes me want to take it here. So I'm it's it's a tough category this year for sure. You know what? <laughs> Uh-oh. In-game change? <laughs> I'm changing. Well, no! before, we, before we have it officially locked down, Captain Phillips. I'm changing. Because I want to have a, I mean, are they on the record. I don't want to change it like on Oscar night. I'm changing it right now. Captain Phillips is win. So I talked you into a category that I have, that I told you I'm 50-50 on, huh? I was, I was 50-50 on it, too, though. And I would it's be leaning tough. on it. And I'm just like, I got to make tough. the... That is... I'm changing it to Captain Phillips. <laughs> That's such a... Join the club. Join the club. Because it's also that whole, like, best picture, best film... Well, I don't even know, though, because I don't have... <laughs> we'll, see. we'll get to best picture in a second. But... Yeah. That's tough. That is... But then you look at, like, Girl of the Dragon Tattoo won best editing, like, a couple years ago, which I actually... I, I had a, as a the want to win, but not the but not the uh, will win. And it's like, well, that was also my favorite aspect of Girl of the Dragon Tattoo was its editing, and it won, so... Yeah, and the Bourne Ultimatum. And the Bourne Ultimatum's another great one. It's the category where, you know... It, it doesn't need to be a best picture winner to win, but it, it also uh, it also ties into best picture winning because seven out of the left seven out of the last eleven best picture winners have won the Oscar for editing. So I mean, it, it's this is such a tough category because you when you look at the history of how they vote here, it's a lot of times films like Captain Phillips, but it's also a lot of times what wins best picture, which is why you know between Twelve Years of Slave Gravity and Captain Phillips here, it's it's really a it's a mess to to predict. Who votes on film editing? Is it just film editors? No, the entire the entire academy votes once uh, okay. on the entire ballot. They, they the editors pick their nominees. Okay, that every, that you know, makes me more want to pick Gravity. So that's yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with. It helps my, that these films are all these films are all hits to an extent. Or at least Captain Phillips and Gravity and American Hustle, like they're all. Yeah, they're all all five people, are best. People have pictures. seen them. <laughs> like that's the thing. So. Yeah, they're all they're all the best picture nominees. So that's yeah. All right. Next up, we have Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, we have Before Midnight, Captain Phillips, Philomena, Twelve Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. So my will win is Twelve Years a Slave. My want to win would be Captain Phillips. It was my number one film of the year. And upset would be Philomena. Um, my will win for Adapted is 12 Years a Slave. My want to win, I, I'm kind of all over the place with this one, but I guess I'd root for The Wolf of Wall Street to win that, uh, with the possible upset film being Philomena. Uh, my will win would be uh, 12 Years a Slave. Want to win would be 12 Years a Slave. Possible upset, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I have 12 Years a Slave for the will win. This was the one I kept changing 
back yeah. and forth between this and Philomena, which is my upset. And I'd love to see Before Midnight win, just because I think that's a fantastic film series. <laughs> it's it's, it's cool. the one nomination, right? Yeah. That it got? Yeah. yeah. Same with uh, Before Sunset. It's the perks of being a wallflower this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we have Best Original Screenplay, and we have American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, and Nebraska. So my will, it's original screenplay. So my will win is going to be Her, because that was a very original film. Um, my my want to win though is actually American Hustle, and uh, I think American Hustle would also be the upset if her does not make it. Yeah, this is this is one of the like I mentioned in editing. This is one of the four or so that I'm still not a hundred percent on. Um, I guess my want to win would be her, and then uh, I still can't decide what I think will win between her and American Hustle because I. I, they, they gave American Hustle ten nominee ten nominations, which led the field with Gravity. Is it really going to walk away with nothing, or is this a spot to not only recognize the film but also recognize David O. Russell, who's I think been nominated something like four times in the last three years, or, or something mm-hmm. incredible? So, uh, but they they tend to go more with films like her and original screenplay. So I guess my I guess for right now at least my will win will be her with American Hustle as the upset. I sort of had similar logic in that, and just um, if it goes American Hustle's way during Oscar night, then which none of us have right now, right now, by the way. Yeah, right. yeah, but it, yeah, if if somewhat you know the ball starts rolling, it's gonna go crazy. Uh, but uh, my will win. Um, I want her to win. I, I think American Hustle will win. Impossible Upset would be American Hustle. Uh, yeah, I have the exact same way. I have her will winning, and I wanted to win. Impossible Upsets, American Hustle. My biggest thing is that I, Eternal Sunshine won Best Original Screenplay. Right. So if that can win, right. I think her can win. Right. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We're getting to some of these these big, big ones. Best Supporting Actor, Farkad Abdi from Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper from American Hustle, Michael Fassbender from 12 Years a Slave, Jonah Hill from The Wolf of Wall Street, and Jared Leto from Dallas Buyers Club. Okay, so this is one that I feel like is almost like preordained. I think Jared Leto has this wrapped up as a will win. Um, and then want to win, actually, I would love to see Barkat Abdi win. He won at the BAFTAs, and it was kind of a touching moment. I mean, he just sort of looked a little bit like deer in a headlights up there, and it was kind of sweet. So, and you had Tom Hanks kind of cheering him on. It was a nice moment. So uh, that, that would be my want to win. And then the upset, I think if it, if it isn't Jared Leto, and I really feel like it is, but if for some strange reason it's not, then it would be Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave. Um, for me, my want and will win is Leto. It's kind of hard to argue against him, like Mark mentioned. He's basically won everything at this point. In fact, going into BAFTAs where he wasn't nominated, that's that's the first time we got our chance really to see, well, may, who's the runner-up in this category if, if, if it's not Leto? And, and the fact that they went with Abdi, or Abdi, how do you say it? Um, I, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess that's I guess that's who I'd call the possible upset right now, just because Leto seems to be way out in front of this one. And, and he is great. There is, yeah, a, I agree. I mean, yeah. just because I said Will for Barkat Abdi has nothing to do. I mean, this is a strong category. The that there's a moment in uh, Dallas Buyers Club where Jared Leto has to put on a suit in order to see yeah. his father. Right. That yeah, that that's, scene that's is scene. heartbreaking. I mean, that it has is. to be the that has to be the moment that they show at the Academy Awards for his. Um, you know, highlight reel because it's 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 just heartbreaking. Yeah, um, I also have Jared Leto will and want to win. 
Uh, possible upset would be uh, Abdi because uh, he does have a pretty good performance in Captain Phillips. Yeah, do you guys know he uh, with that line "I'm the captain now" that he he improvised that? Did not realize. Yeah, yeah that's like the, the line. That's like the the quote of the year. Yeah, and he, the iconic <laughs> line. Yeah, it's something he just improvised on yeah, on set. Well, he was like, Tom. I'm I'm the best actor now. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he he was nominated and Tom wasn't, so he seems to be the captain now. Right, right. Boom! Uh, <laughs> was Hanks nominated for a BAFTA? Did he have a BAFTA nomination? Uh, let me take a little... <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know. Aaron, yeah. I, I think don't... you just wrote his. I just think you just wrote his Oscar's acceptance speech. <laughs> I'm the captain. He looks. Can at you imagine? He like points at him in the crowd. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I, th- I think he did. I think he did because McConaughey was the only one that wasn't, wasn't. Uh, of the Oscar nominated. You know, Dern, well, EGF, I think, like, and Bale. Was, du- was Douglas in there with the behind the camera? No, or... no, but Damon was for supporting. Okay. Douglas was not. All right. With all that said, I have Lito for the will win, the want to win, Michael Fassbender, because he's Michael Fassbender, and a uh, possible upset would be Fassbender. <laughs> so. nice. um, next up, we have Best Supporting Actress, oh, and we have <laughs> Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, Lupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave, Julia Roberts for August Asajj County, or June Squibb for Nebraska. Yeah, so this... Arguably, is one of the harder uh, races to call. I am going to go with Lupita Inongo, uh with Twelve Years a Slave as the will win. Um, but you know what? I'm going to for want to win and the upset. I'm going to pick Jennifer Lawrence because whenever she was on screen, she really like held your attention. And when she wasn't on screen, you're kind of like, what is she doing now? She's like Poochie. Exactly. <laughs> when she's not around, people should ask, "Where is Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> What's she going on? What, what is she doing now?" <laughs> yeah, this is this is the one, this is number three out of the four that I'm still undecided on, and I, I'm probably leaning toward Lupita. I guess she's who I want to win for sure. Um, so for right now, she's who I think will win. With Lawrence as the upset, I, I, I think the thing, biggest thing holding me back is are they really going to want to give Lawrence back-to-back Oscars at that age? She would be the youngest to ever do so. I, I don't know. I, I so. want to add one. Yeah, that's that's a brilliant point. And I want to add one thing to what I had said earlier. Uh, Lupita is having a moment right now. Whenever she has to appear at these academy or at these different award ceremonies, she looks stunning. Yes. And oh my God. I think yeah. people, you know, you see her in the movie and you don't know who she is. And then you see right. her at these awards programs and you're like, wow. So, yeah. you know, what a change. So that's kind of playing and, and nothing to take away from her performance. It's it's incredible. But I think this might tip her in her favor. These this impression she's making at all these award ceremonies. It's very good. Great PR campaign. Uh, who I think will win would be Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie. Who I want to win would be Sally Hawkins. A uh, possible upset would definitely be Lupita Nyong'o. I have Sally Hawkins in my want to win, actually, as well, Abe. Um, I've, been, I've been supporting that performance since I saw the movie. Same here. Uh, uh, will win, I have Lupita Nyong'o. And possible upsets, obviously, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, June Squibb is really good in, that in Nebraska. We just want to keep saying this. <laughs> she is. That's she's nominated. It's so good for her. It's like she's so good. Um, all right. Next up, Best Actor, Christian Bale for American Hustle. I think if there's one thing that's not going to happen tonight, it's going to be Christian Bale. <laughs> <American Hustle. laughs> that would be the biggest surprise. I think. Yeah, if if he does, then you can pretty much circle in uh, American, American Hustle, Hustle for, for director, else. picture, right. screenplay. Yeah. 
Um, Bruce Stern for Nebraska, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street, Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave, or Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club? Uh, so I'm going to uh, go with Will Wynn for Matthew McConaughey. He's never been nominated. I think people kind of, you know, have really responded to his recent career resur- resurgence. Yes. And uh, and he is brilliant in the movie, so that's also, I mean, he's worthy of it. Um, my want to win is actually Leonardo DiCaprio. I just thought he was incredible in that film. And to his credit, he's been nominated se- several times and never won. So he, there might be a possibility for him to win, and that would also be the upset, would be Leonardo DiCaprio, if, if, if somebody other than McConaughey doesn't win. <clears throat> yeah, for me... Um... For, as far as want to win, I'd be very happy with either McConaughey or a Gia for winning. Uh, I thought they were both brilliant, and even Leo would be—I'd be fine with that as well. Though I mean, it was a really good year for for these five, well, at least four out of the five. Tom Hanks should be there, damn it. Um, <laughs> or Joaquin I, Phoenix. But... Yeah, or Joaquin, or even Oscar Isaac. Oscar I mean, Isaac, yeah. I can name a few that I'd put above Bale, even, and I love Bale, but. Um, so yeah, want to win would be McConaughey or a GF4. We'll win McConaughey, a GF4 for the possible upset. I think taking the BAFTA. Again, I think the BAFTA winners in place of the two Dallas Buyers Club actors who are sweeping through, those, those are the two that I'd say watch out for, especially, uh, you know, 12 Years a Slave. It, it could win Best Picture, you know, and, and I don't know. But Leo, again, like, like Mark mentioned, he's been nominated a couple times, so is this the time to give it to him? It seems like too divisive a film, maybe for him to win this time. Yeah, but, that's kind of my logic on it. Yeah. Mm. But there there are a couple scenes in that movie um, to uh, yeah. uh, DiCaprio's credit where he, yeah. he has the microphone and he commands the room and he's like whipping them up into a frenzy. They're yeah. really, like, I, I oh, was yeah. amazed. Mm-hmm. I, great. DiCaprio is actually one of my favorite mm-hmm. actors of all time and I'm putting him in, you know, the category of like De Niro and Nicholson and I was impressed with that performance. So that's kind of why I'm picking it as my want to win but i would be very happy with mcconaughey too yeah i mean definitely leo goes really hard in that movie and uh, that's why i want him to win but i think that she will tell edgy for will win uh, possible upset will be uh matthew mcconaughey for uh, dallas buyers club that's kind of just primarily because of what you guys have mentioned first time uh nomination but also the course of his work has really turned dramatic and He's just got so much momentum now, especially with True Detective and um, Mud. Also, what, what, was Mud last year or this year? Mud was this year. Uh, Mud was yeah, Mud was past year, yeah. 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 So, so, is, so is Wolf of Wall Street, which he has a scene stealing. Role yeah, on. yeah, he's got that. Yeah, he's got like the intro scene. It was right. fun seeing Mud like get played up as like best supporting actor for McConaughey, right, right. which he is technically. It is because he's but he's the title yeah. character, so it's just kind of funny yeah. seeing that was the case. But I can see the logic in that because you want to promote like one thing and another thing, right? Oh, like, yeah, like sure. with like uh, what was it, uh, Jamie Foxx with Ray and Collateral that year, right? Yeah, the Oscars have oh, a, right. a strange rule where you can't be nominated for actors; they can't be nominated twice in the same category. You, you can for you know screenplay, cinematography, all the others, but any of the acting categories, you can't be up for two lead acting performances. Uh, they they made that illegal uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago. I can't remember now, but um, yeah, you can't you can't be up for both. So that's why I think a lot of times you have like with Jamie Foxx where they pushed collateral supporting or Mud they were campaigning supporting. So um, I have a McConaughey winning. I'd love to see a DiCaprio win because I think it's a career best, and I've seen a lot of great DiCaprio performance, but I think mm-hmm. this is his best performance in film. <laughs> um, upset will be a Chiwetel Ejiofor. 
Okay, so next up we have Best Actress. We have Kate, Bla- Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, Amy Adams for American Hustle, Sandra Bullock for Gravity, Judy Dench for Philomena, and Meryl Streep for August Osage County. So my will win is Kate Blanchett. Uh, I my want to win is also Kate Blanchett, and uh, the up, I, I think this is pretty strong. <laughs> and, yeah. and I even think we discussed this earlier in the podcast. But even the the brouhaha over Woody Allen, I think if anything that might even help her. That people will say, ah, yeah. this has nothing to do with her. Right. I'm going to vote for her still because it's the, about the performance, which is incredible. And then if there is an upset, I mean, I guess it would be Amy Adams. Which she's good, but I mean, I, I, Kate Blanchett is should take it. Yeah, I have the same same three. Want to win Blanchett? Will win Blanchett? Possible upset Adams. The only thing I think Blanchett lost was Golden Globe comedy because she wasn't up for that one. That's, <laughs> that's the one that uh, Amy Adams won, which I, I mean, that's the only the only one of these women to win anything other than that. You know, Blanchett won everything except for that that category that Adams won. So I guess she would be the default number two. Well, who won? Didn't she? Did she not win drama? She she won drama. Yeah. Oh well, was, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was that was my that was my bad joke. That, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I laughed, she, Mark Johnson. You were saying it very straight. I did. I couldn't tell. Yeah. The only, I, the only I, thing I she it. didn't. The only thing she didn't win was an award she wasn't eligible for. So, and that's the only th- that's the only thing that any of the other four won basically was the the comedy Golden Globe, and they didn't go up against her. So, yeah, she's pretty safe, I think. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with um, with all you guys there. So, Kate Blanchett want to win and will win. Possible upset Amy Adams, and again, I think that the member should be smart enough to differentiate or at least separate what's going on with Woody Allen with what her performance was, and you know, I mean, her. She was getting really good tracking the entire year, and I don't think that one thing toward the end of the year or into the 2014 should detract from that. Yeah, and if they were if they were willing to give Roman Polanski an Oscar for director for The Pianist uh, when he was the alleged guilty party, you know, I, I don't think they're going to allow something that someone else did affect Kate Blanchett, but you mm-hmm. never know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett, and upset would be Amy Adams. I will say, I mean, Weinstein's got that that money behind Philomena, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, and, and she is she is going blind too, um, from what I understand. So Judy Dench. Yeah, oh. yeah. So that might be a, a sentimental one to watch out for. But I think another one to watch out for, and again, because there is no real runner-up, it's it's interesting to speculate who is number two. But I I, I wouldn't wa- I would watch out for Sandra Bullock too, just because well, she was. Yeah, so what good is, three months ago, or whenever it was, it was between Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett. Yeah, they were right, talking right. like they were neck and neck. Yeah, right. That hasn't panned out, but... Right, right. All right, so next up we have Best Director. We have David O. Russell for American Hustle. That rhymes. Still. <laughs> Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. Alexander Payne for Nebraska. Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave. And Martin Scorsese for The Wolf of Wall Street. So my will win is going to be Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. Uh, my want to win is also Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. And uh, if there's an upset, it would be Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave. It is surprising that that um, Greengrass didn't make a director nominee for this category. Just, just saying. But. Yeah, there were a lot of – I mean, it's tough because the five that got in are all pretty deserving. I wouldn't argue against it. Yeah, like it's a, it's a very strong category yeah. for sure. Right. 
Right, but you have like people like Greengrass and the Coen Brothers who you know both, and, and even really honestly, I I think Sarah Polly deserves to be in that discussion for the stories we tell. Sorry, the stories we tell deserves to be in a lot of discussions, but that's yeah. another thing. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there there were a lot of really good it's, directors. It's like Jones again too for her. I mean, yeah. Was, oh, exactly. Was, right. That's huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I agree completely with Mark. I, I believe we have the same there with Want to Win and Will Win Quran. It's hard to argue at the track record he has as well. He's basically won everything, Golden Globe, yeah. Critics, DGA, BAFTA. Uh, yeah, he's won basically everything. So a possible upset, though, would be McQueen. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the same boat as uh, both Marks. That's exactly my, my answers there. And, yeah, I'm in agreement as well. Yeah. Pretty cut and dry, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a couple... Um, Society critics that did choose Steve McQueen. I think yeah, New York oh, film yeah. critics, yeah, and oh, the yeah. Boston. Yeah, he took, so yeah, there he is took some DGA like, or whatever. Right. No, McQueen definitely took his fair share of critic awards. But the, the critics, the only one I really look at when weighing Oscar voting is the is the broadcast film critics awards, the the critics choice, because they're televised and, and so Kenny okay. Miller yeah, won that. Right. Aside from that, as far as critics awards, I, I track them, but I don't put too much weight on them at this stage. I do, I do when it's the nomination stage, but for the win, the, the big one here is to look at DGA. The DGA um, has won, the winner of the DGA has won the Oscar for director all but seven times in the 66 years it's been around. So 59 out of 66, 89% efficient, that's, that's pretty high rate. So you almost never want to go against the DGA. In that, in the director category. All right, so last up, best picture, we have American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, Twelve Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Woof. So I hate not being certain about my best picture because uh, I would think right? like anything. I can be wrong about, but I don't want to be wrong about Best Picture. But I, I'm not even certain. And then, okay, so I picked Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity, but and this is weird to predict a split because usually these splits happen when you're surprised. But I'm going to go with 12 Years a Slave as Best Picture, and uh, the uh, the upset would be Gravity. Um, but I, I don't even, can't even call it an upset because I think – it could really be either one. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I'm going with 12 Years a Slave is I think that people are going – it's going to be sort of like what we saw the year that um, The Hurt Locker and Avatar were nominated, and people went with the more serious and weighty drama, and I just think that's going to mean more than the fun of Gravity. And I think I think people are going to go through and say, you know, I, I checked Gravity for – special effects and cinematography and sound editing and sound mixing and all of these technical categories. And then when it comes down to best picture, they're going to say, I really haven't rewarded 12 years a slave enough. And so I'm going to go with that. And I, I realize that these, you know, I'm just trying to assign reasons to it, but this is why I'm going with uh, 12 years a slave as, as the will win. And then I, my, I said this earlier, my favorite film of the year was uh, Captain Phillips. So that would be my want to win, but I know that's not happening. Yeah, I think Mark mentions a great point there with, if I can just get one right every year, let it be picture, because that's you know, obviously <laughs> the most important one. The only time I've ever missed picture was uh, in Crash Upset, Roadback Mountain. So <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong again this year, whichever one I go with. Uh, and, and 
Yeah, I'd be very happy with either Gravity or Twilight as a slave. Usually at this time of the year, I'm depressed about who's the eventual winner because it's basically obvious at this point. Um, and I rarely agree with their choice. But those are, my, spoiler alert for my countdown of my top uh, movies of the year, but those are my top two of the year, Gravity and 12 Years. So either way, I'm thrilled if, if it's one of those two. Uh, I keep going back and forth. This is this is one of the four, again, that, that I'm not 100% decided on. Um the one thing that I would point out, though, is that in all these award shows and whatnot where Quran keeps winning director, there's just something about 12 Years a Slave that no one can turn away from for the big prize. Even the Golden Globes, they gave it no awards all night, but then at the end of the night, they gave it their best picture. It's just kind of one of those films that seems too important and too big to ignore. That's the part of me that wants to say that I think 12 Years a Slave is going to win. But the other part of me says that preferential ballot that the Academy uses in their best picture race, right. it doesn't as much favor what you have number one on your list as much as it does where where do the where does that same movie fall in number twos, threes, and fours. 12, 12 Years a Slave is going to be one of those movies, I think, that if it's not number one on lists, it might not be as high, even though it'd still be in my top two. But I think there's people that were too afraid of it, it was too harsh, it was too brutal, um, whereas Gravity was that, kick-ass, fun, enjoyable movie that just about everybody likes and respects. So, for right now at least, I'm picking Gravity to win Best Picture because of the preferential ballot with 12 years being the upset. Not that it would be an upset if it won. Okay. That was that was really good. Um, and I sort of have similar feelings uh, with Mark Johnson and Mark Hoban, too, about the differences between 12 years of and Gravity. It's really come down to those two for me as well. Um, I do agree with Mark Hoban that uh, that year that Avatar and the Herlocker were in contention with each other, they went with a, a little bit more of a serious one. And I sort of had that's part of the We're just counting the struggles of the people of, Na- of Navi. Oh, I mean, Navi. like, what? The Pandora population. That was a harsh thing <laughs> to was turn decimated. away from. Yeah. Those 12 foot creatures. Uh, but the I, I, think, I think the year that they gave the best picture to Dances with Wolves kind of like took care of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did it in the past to take care Sorry, of it. I just sure. think those stories are remarkably similar, but anyway. Sure. Yeah, uh, but I, I think what will win would be Gravity, and that's primarily because they do realize that it's heavy on the special effects, but it's so well done, and, and they realize that, you know what, if somebody does take a chance like this, they should be rewarded. Um, and it, it is really, really well received. Um, what I want to win would be 12 Years of Slave primarily because of the the all-around effort put around, put into it. Um, and like Mark Johnson said, at this point it doesn't even matter if either or wins. I'd be happy either way. Um, and possible upset would be 12 Years of Slave. Yeah, they, we're looking at, like, if Lawrence pulled off a win in supporting actors, 12 Years of Slave could, like, be be a best picture that wins what, like, nothing except best picture, which would be incredible. <laughs> but... Um, I guess not screenplay either, which, but even then, I mean, that's that's a tough call. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Will Win for Twelve Years a Slave. I just can't see, I can't see Oscar voters turning away from it. I guess I don't, I don't know why, but it just, yeah. I mean, Gravity's right there. That's my upset for sure, and obviously, Her is my favorite movie of the year, so that's my want to win. But man, like this, this is a, this is a, it's nice to be in the the position where you're like, what is gonna win Best Picture? Because that makes the the race exciting again. Which, oh yeah. It's certainly we certainly get amped up because we like doing this. So I mean, it's always exciting for us. But some of these sometimes it's just too cut and dry. But this is like, I don't know. Like it's hard to tell. Yeah. 
So yeah, but I'm gonna go Twelve Years a Slave, and we'll see what happens come Oscar night. But this will this will be a tricky one for sure. So just to recap, we have two for Gravity, Gravity two and for two for Twelve Years a Slave. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And like this year, it looks. Like, I mean, Abe doesn't look like he's gonna you know lose completely this year. <laughs> we, 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 we might, we'll see. Him. I did the homework, guys. I watched all the trailers. Looks like he tried. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> but yeah. So that's our. Those are our Oscar predictions uh, for 2014. Uh, that's cool, guys. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I'm excited see, to see, uh, how see this where that goes. Um, so yeah, now let's let's get to the other thing that I've been really excited about. This is where we're gonna go over our top three uh, picks for like favorite winners in Oscar history for all the acting categories and best picture. And um, this is the this was a fun thing to do. I was looking through all the years, and it made me realize how much I like certain movies, and uh, like especially from you know decades prior. So it's it's gonna be fun to go over. But let's do the same order, and let's just kind of let's just kind of read all three for like like Mark read all three of yours, and then like if you have any honorable mentions, just say those. And you know, you are, can, are we reading them in, in some kind of an order, or we I, just you can do whatever you want. I'd, I'd say you know three, two, one, I guess. But you don't have to like elaborate on each one separately or whatnot, just to kind of. Okay. By the way, Aaron, I hate you for doing for making us do this because this, this is impossible. <laughs> it I mean, is. I, agree. I know. It is, it is impossible. It is. It was very hard. And then you know we say our answers, and then people are going to be like, "What about this? Or what about that?" that? Yeah. So this is almost a near impossibility. I mean, I t- I, I texted you in the message like, "Be sure, feel free to have honorable mentions because my God, this is like, ridiculous." <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's it. So, am I reading all of mine, or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. For, 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 I'm sorry, no, for, yeah, for, for, for each category. Yeah. So just read your supporting yeah. actors. Okay. So uh, for supporting actors, uh, from three to one, I picked George Sanders for All About Eve, Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight, and this is kind of nostalgia and when I was a child, but Edmund Gwen for Miracle on 34th Street Ooh. as Santa Claus. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I, well, I'll just pick one. I really liked Walter Houston, uh, in, uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. And that was nice for John Houston, his son, to give his father that role. Cause I think it's, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. So, um, two of my honorable mentions, actually, you just mentioned in, in yours, George Sanders, for about even Heath Ledger for Dark Knight. Um, the other honorable mention I would, uh, note is, uh, George Kennedy for Cool Hand Luke. That's one of mine as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my top three would be at number three Javier Bardem for No Country for Old Men. Number two would be Joe Pesci for Goodfellas, and number one for me would be Christo- uh, Christopher Walken for The Deer Hunter. Uh, you know what I had actually? I forgot to mention that I did have uh, Joe Pesci as an honorable mention for supporting actor. Dave, uh, runner-up is uh, Robin Williams Goodwill Hunting. Number three is uh, Benicio del Toro in Traffic. Two is uh, Javier Bardem, and uh, one is uh, Heath Ledger, Dark Knight Rises. It, it, it pained me to not put Benicio del Toro in an honorable mention, even just because there are so <laughs> yeah. many to choose. There, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. like Mark yeah. said, it's an impossibility. Yeah, uh, honorable mentions. You said George Kennedy, Christopher Walken for Deer Hunter, uh, Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda, um, <laughs> Javier Bardem and Heath Ledger, and Walter Houston. Uh, my best, my top three: three Joe Pesci for Goodfellas. Two, Christoph Waltz for Inglorious Bastards. That's a good and one. One, which I'm surprised no one mentioned, Robert De Niro in yes. Godfather Part Two. If you didn't say it, I was going to mention that. Yes, too, that's yeah. easily my favorite one. That, that was the one I knew right off the bat. I was like, that's my best supporting actor right there. Yeah. Okay, let's go to best supporting actress. Okay, so um, number three, Rita Moreno for West Side Story. Ooh. Num- 
number two, Meryl Streep for Kramer versus Kramer. And number one, which really should be a Best Actress nomination, but um, Patty Duke for The Miracle Worker. And then as uh, runner-ups, I have – I mean, this this role is, like, almost iconic, and, and it, it just broke down so many barriers. But Hattie McDaniel for Gone with the Wind, um, Kim Hunter for A Streetcar Named Desire, and then the fact that she was playing a man even though she is a woman and she wasn't even supposed to be a woman was Linda Hunt for The Year of Living Dangerously. Yeah, those are all good choices. Yeah. Um, my honorable mentions were Rita Moreno for West Side Story and Monique for Precious. Oh, um, my my top three, number three, this is kind of a biased choice, but I have Tilda Swinton for Michael Clayton. Just, I think, that's a great pick, yeah. I think part of that is uh, that, that that's one of my best upset picks of all time for Oscars, so I think I've grown to love that performance even more because of that. Who was the, who do you think, who was the favorite that year? Uh, for oh god, off the top of my head, I can't. Sorry, it's 2007. Uh, well, let me go through these, and while you guys are going yeah, through yeah, these, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, my number two is Diane Weist for Bullets Over Broadway, and my number one would be Jane Darwell for The Grapes of Wrath. 2007, Kate Blanchett, I'm Not There, Ruby D, American Gangster, uh, Sister Ronan, Atonement, yeah, Ru- Amy Ryan, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, Ruby D won the SAG, and she was the one that most people were picking to win. Oh, for the old award. Got it. Yep. Yep, exactly. Because <laughs> she, she had two minutes to tell of Denzel Washington, so that means obviously right. she should win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, for my best supporting actress, um, what's that thing called? Runner-up. Runner-up, Monique. <laughs> and uh, Precious. Um, number three, Tilda Swinton, Michael Clayton. Oh, right. Uh, number two, uh, Maggie Smith, California Suite. And number one, Meryl Streep, Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, wow, that Maggie, Maggie Smith, Smith was like, I did not expect that. She's hot. Is it? <laughs> well, have you seen the prime of Miss Jean Brody? I have not. Oh, then you have to see that. Okay. That's I'm Maggie put that Smith on my at her list. best. My, uh, <laughs> my, um, my runner's up, McDaniels, Moreno, uh, you guys mentioned. Uh, Ava Marie Saint for On the Waterfront. Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep, Kramer versus Kramer. Angelica Houston in Pritzi's Honor. Um, and Kate Blanchett in The Aviator. Um, for my top three, these were kind of fun. Well, two of these are. Uh, Marissa Tomei and My Cousin Vinny. Uh, Rachel Weisz. <laughs> Rachel Weisz and The Constant Gardener, a movie I love. I love The Constant yeah. Gardener, and I really think she was fantastic in that movie. And uh, Tatum O'Neill for Paper Moon is my number one. Love Paper Moon. All right, next up, Best Actor. Oh, God, this was yeah. hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. All right, so... um. My number. You, you want me to do my my uh, honorable mentions first? If you want to. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed just kind of the the differences in how we read ours. Okay, so I'll I'll do my top three first. So number three, Anthony Hopkins for Sands of the Lambs. Number two, Marlon Brando for On the Waterfront, and number one, Jack Nicholson for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. God. And then uh, as I mean, I could interchange any of these, but yeah. Robert Robert honorable mentions Robert De Niro for Raging Bull. Um, Clark Gable, It Happened One Night, Alec Guinness for Bridge on the River Kwai, and then not necessarily his greatest performance, but it is the one that he actually won for, is Humphrey Bogart for The African Queen. Yeah, there's just so many that it's it's ridiculous to narrow down to three. But um, So from my honorable mentions, I'll, I'll go with Nicholson for Cuckoo's Nest, Ben Kingsley for Gandhi, and Daniel Day-Lewis for There Will Be Blood. And then my top three would be number three, F. Marie Abraham from Amadeus. Uh, Robert De Niro from Raging Bull, and number one, 
the greatest performance of all time, Marlon Brando in On the Waterfront. Wait, F. Murray Abraham, was that for actor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's best actor, they, yeah. They were actually both up for lead actor, him and Tom. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, he's in he's in a ton of the of the movie. That's a yeah, it's a was a great performance. Yeah. Uh, number three, Marlon Brando, Godfather. Number two, Anthony Hopkins, Science of the Lambs, and number one, Daniel Day Lewis, Lincoln. Nice. Um, honorable mentions. I have. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions? Here? Uh, I didn't because again, it's very difficult. Okay. Uh, honorable mentions. I had Al Guinness for Bridge on the River Kwai, Gregory Peck for Mockingbird, To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. uh, Jack Nicholson, Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Gene Hackman in the French Connection. Nice. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> You're um, really all of them. I mean, uh, everybody's an honorable. And I, I really like Jeffrey Rush and Shine. I think he's fantastic in that movie. And that's a really tricky role, I thought. But yeah. Um, for my number three, I have a three-way tie between Daniel Day-Lewis, because Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number two, I have Marlon Brando for On the Waterfront. This the, doing this list made me realize how much I love On the Waterfront. By the way, like that movie's so amazing. Good. Um, and De Niro I had for, for Raging Bull. It's funny how I had De Niro, which I thought of right away for both my actor and supporting actor. Like, yeah. yeah, those are my choices. Like, I had no like, question in my mind. And uh, let's see. Okay, so next up, Best Actress. So my number three, Audrey Hepburn for Roman Holiday. Number two, Olivia de Havilland for The Heiress. And number one, Vivian Lee for Gone with the Wind. And uh, my... Uh, I... I Ingrid Bergman, I mean, she was in Gaslight. I really love her in that, so that was one of my honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions would be Vivian Lee in A Streetcar Named Desire and Meryl Streep in Soapy's Choice. My number three is Elizabeth Taylor from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. My number two is Catherine Hepburn in The Lion in Winter. And I also have Vivian Lee for Gone with the Wind at number one. Uh, no real honorable mentions. I'm sure all of them. Um... Number three is Charlize Theron, Monster. Number two is Helen Mirren, The Queen. And number one, Jodie Foster in Sons of the Lambs. I have uh, Lee in honorable mentions. Um, I have Claudette Colbert, actually, for It Happened One Night in my uh, honorable mentions. Ellen Burstyn and Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Oh, love that one. Um, Louise, Louise Fletcher in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, because my God. Oh, <laughs> I should have picked that as an honorable mention. Just scream at her. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> and then uh, Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, my top three, I have Diane Keaton for Annie Hall, uh, Faye Dunaway in Network, and then uh, Frances McDormand in Fargo. I, she's just Ooh. terrific. <laughs> um, these, these, all these picks are so good. These are why they won. <laughs> and it's funny how we don't really have many like very modern picks. Like we're choosing like the best of the best stuff here. I think they're a little bit more modern. I, yeah, I know. And those, I mean, they're all good. Like these, again, these are why they won. Like, right. like this, but okay. my God, these are so good. Um, okay, so here we go. Best picture. Uh, okay, so my. Oh gosh. I had a ton of honorable mentions, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This... Oh, I, I, I this time I, I tried not to be too crazy, so I, I just named a few. But um, my number three is Gone with the Wind. My number two is Schindler's List, and my number one was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I, I have like five movies that I give as my favorite film of all time, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one that I often use. Mm. Um, and then as honorable mentions, I mean The Godfather and uh, and Ben Hur, which was just like an epic. Oh, I love Ben Hur. Love Ben Hur. Good yeah. mention. Yeah, Cuckoo's Nest is also one of my favorites. Um, so I'll mention that, Lawrence of Arabia and Schindler's List in my honorable mentions. And then my number three is also Gone with the Wind. My number two is The Godfather. And then number one is my favorite movie of all time, Casablanca. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
it's funny, Mark, that we both picked Gone with the Wind as our third choice in Best Picture, and we both picked Vivian Lee as our favorite actress. I mean, just odd that we those right, right. matched yeah, up exactly. It's neat seeing some of these line up. Yeah. Um, I'll mention Silence of the Lambs. Uh, wow. Number three is uh, Schindler's List. Number two, The Godfather. Number one, Casablanca. Yay. I can watch that movie any day oh, of the week. So good. Honorable mentions, I have Casablanca. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the Waterfront, No Country for Old Men, The Sting, Unforgiven, French Connection, and In the Heat of the Night. Um, my top three, On the Waterfront, The Godfather, and The Apartment. I think. Oh, yeah, I knew a, you were going to pick that. I love The Apartment. I think that, <laughs> okay. that's a fantastic Best Picture yeah. winner. Like, it's not like. It's, these are so ridiculous to choose from. <laughs> yeah. I was just sorting this with, like. Apartment, like it just fits for me. I don't know. All right, just shut up and deal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna put this into a blog for my own sake, just for these things. This is fun to do. Difficult. Write, write about it a little. Um, but yeah, okay. Those are our top. I, I love movies. you know one of the things I love about the apartment is you know it comes out in an era where they need to be careful, but it it can it has thematic elements that could be hard to do in yeah. that in that era. And they managed to get around it just, you know, I mean, Jack Nicholson, he's just, you know, I mean, not Jack, Jack Nicholson, sorry, Jack, Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon, he's just so likable and lighthearted that you just sort of, you just, you know, you want to embrace that character. It does a number of things that push it ahead for of a, Some Like It Hot for me, which I know a lot of people like kind of put those two together, Apartment and Some Like It Hot. But Apartment just, it does a lot more for me thematically and performance wise and whatnot. But Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe is really hot, so I'm like, <laughs> which obviously contributes a great, great deal, right? So um, anyway, yeah, those are our top three um, in Oscar history for all these things. That, that was fun. I enjoy. I, I was looking forward to hearing what you guys had to say about all that. So that was good stuff here. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do some out now feedback quickly. Abe. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Is where we go over some of the answers we've had to various questions we posted on our Facebook page from the listeners who were willing to submit answers. And uh, yeah, we got a few questions here, so let's just do those real quick. So uh, we're not talking about Pompeii, but we still want to know what's your favorite movie out of Volcano or similar natural disaster. April writes, I love the movie Twister, missing Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Leah Ducey writes, Twister for life. Jose writes, I don't know if, if it's my favorite movie, but Dante's Peak traumatized me by having <laughs> Grandma die in an acid lake. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Murphy writes uh, I actually liked Volcano Tommy Lee Jones uh, Adam writes Deep Impact Linda writes If a hurricane at sea counts Then the perfect storm And Christopher writes Twister and Volcano are the best Fact <laughs> Okay Surprised no uh, mentions for The Wizard of Oz Boom Ooh, yeah. yeah Twister in Kansas <laughs> Taking into like a strange land Classic disaster film well, they'd have to be older, but um, the Poseidon Adventure and yeah, the Towering, yeah. and Towering I, Inferno, those are... I lean on to Poseidon Adventure, yeah. <laughs> I think Gene Hackman's really good in that movie. But he was kicking ass in the 70s, I'm telling Gene Hackman. <laughs> oh. if, it, like, if he won for the conversation, that'd easily be my number one pick. Oh, and uh, Airport, too. Airport, yeah. Speaking of best... Dean Martin. That won best picture, didn't it? Or... Yeah, I think it was a nominee for sure. Or a nominee. Win. I'm trying to remember now if it won. Mark, but... do you know? Yeah, it, d- it didn't win. I know that, but it might have might have been a nominee. I'm not sure. What year is it? Uh, what 1970. It yeah. most definitely that, was nominated, but I don't it like know. Like three what hours too, or something like that. It's or no, it's, like, it's a little over two hours, but. At in the 70, if it was if it was 70. 
It was nominated. Yeah, I didn't win. Yeah, I love I like Mark Jensen's answer or his question. It's like just name the year and I'll tell you if it won. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can, dude, this I guy's. Can I can tell you everybody. Oh, Patton won that year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, name name a year and I can tell you. So. Wow. Towering Inferno. That's that's like three hours. Yeah, that one's a long one. Is uh is Titanic considered a? Yeah, I'd say it's yeah, the best movie. That. Yeah. Right. Nineteen forty-seven. Uh, Gentlemen's Agreement. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it, Aaron, but I was like, I hope somebody does. Okay. Uh, let's see. The next question we had: uh, Who do you want to see win an Oscar this year? April has Jared Leto. Adam Gentry has Alfonso Cuarón. Shelley has Jared Leto and Lupita Nyong'o. And Manish has secretly rooting for Bullock, even though Blanchett is a lock. Also, Jones for screenplay. Uh, we asked, uh, we asked, what's your favorite Oscar-winning song? Bob writes "Falling Slowly" from uh, what's that movie? Once. Once, yes. Uh, Adam writes "We Belong Together," Toy Story Three. Daniel writes "A Whole New World." Also, side note, from looking at the list of winners, how in the world did some of these songs beat others? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm Off sorry. Hand. Offhand, do you guys have a favorite song winner? I'd probably go to, with uh, "Over the Rainbow." That's a yeah. That's a good choice. Which, yeah. which one? Uh, for best song. Yeah, like... oh, oh, well, I didn't hear the. Choice. Oh, he said "Over the Rainbow." Oh, "Over the Rainbow." I'll go with the theme from Shaft. Nice. That's <laughs> that's my pick too. <laughs> Damn yeah, right. Uh, okay, 1952. Uh, oh, the the uh, greatest show on earth. So. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that the one that did that win like everything but or nothing but best picture? Is that true? Uh, the, I think the only two that ever won just best picture were Mutiny on the Bounty, which was 35, and Grand Hotel in 30. Oh, Grand Hotel. That's what I'm thinking of. Grand Hotel. What about Around the World in 80 Days? That's 56. Did yeah. that win other things? I assume it did. Probably like art directions. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else it won. No. Oh. Okay. Wait, I don't think Mutiny on the Bounty won Best Picture. Yeah, it's 35. Around the World won screenplay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm well, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Yeah, the original Clark Gable, yeah, Charles Lawton. Yeah, not, not yeah. the Marlon Brando. Sorry. Or the Mel. Yeah. <laughs> the Mel Gibson classic. <laughs> Right, it's been remade a few times, but the original. And actually, I don't even know that that's the original. There might have been one before that. But Probably. That's, that's the classic one. Um, who would you like to see host the Oscars? April has Betty White. Robert has, actually, I'm surprised they never asked Oprah. That is actually a little surprising. Um, Ryan has David Attenborough. Adam has George Lopez. Linda has Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. They were great in the Golden Globes. Yeah. Jason has Kevin Hart, which would just make Marcus just blow up inside. <laughs> um, and Corey has Terry Crews, which is an amazing answer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Terry Crews hosting the Oscars. He'd rip off his tux. Exactly. He'd just like be physical comedy and be hilarious. It'd be great. Like old Spice advertisements like every 15 minutes. <laughs> Who's a good Oscar? Who do you think would be like a good like Oscar host that you haven't seen before? It has to be somebody funny and, and whatnot, I think. Well, even like Hugh Jackman was like a good host for what he did. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Steve Colbert because I like what John Stewart did and similar guys. Yeah. All right. Oh, so yeah, that's our out now feedback. Thank you. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Thank you, our listeners, for providing answers to our various questions that we ask. Let's move on now. Let's get to what do we have? Not much. Let's get. Let's yeah. Uh, we're wrapping up. Yeah. Out now presents with that. Now these are new movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Uh, first up, we have Gravity. I think we've seen. Yay. <laughs> um, 
Next up, we have Thor: The Dark World. Mm, yay! Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought you were gonna say Thor something else, and I was like, that's a nay, but it's a yay. Uh, then we have Nebraska. Yay! And blue is the warmest color. Uh, nay? You can sure. see it. Wait, wait. Yeah, I know. that's why it's just questionable. Uh, quite good. All of those quite good. <laughs> that's a good, solid release date for all of these movies. Um, let's do a little uh, next week's show. We're gonna talk nonstop. Non-stop! With Liam Neeson's... Um, I, I'm looking forward to non-stop. I need a silly... Yeah, I need a silly Liam Neeson really, uh, made it uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, there's too much going on. I don't even want to do box office, and we're running long yeah. anyway, so let's just move on for there. Well, well yeah. Well, I'll just say Lego movie, because why not? It's winning every other weekend. Or no, I'll say Son of God. What am I thinking? That's got to like, just blow up audiences next weekend. Um... But yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna do it. Uh, we've this was a fun show. That's gonna do it this week though for Out Now Theron and Abe. You can of course find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeke.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag Oscars2014. Mark Hoban. Uh, you can find more of my work on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. And Mark Johnson. I write for the awardscircuit.com, or actually it's just awardscircuit.com, and my Twitter is at MJAwardsCircuit. Great. You can, of course, find any of the other episodes of Out Now, Theron and Abe on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as at HHWLOD.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with others about comics and fun TV and movies and other geeky stuff like that. Find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com as well as youtube.com slash outnowpodcast. And of course, email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your picks for the Oscars, your favorites from the many different years of Oscar. And of course, submit a, uh, a favorite Olympics film to uh, win a copy of Americans on DVD. Interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And lastly, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. You can, you know, tum- Follow us over on Tumblr, as well as leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And uh, be happy to you know listen to your thoughts on the Oscars as well, maybe possibly play it on the show. Whew. So yeah, Mark and Mark, thank you for joining us today to discuss all of this Oscar stuff. Yeah, this was good. Yeah, always happy to have you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what the results of the Oscars are. Our schedules are also tricky, so we'll see who of you guys we can get back on to do our results show, of course. But we'll, from, regardless, excited about the Oscars, excited to see who comes out on top. And, um, yeah, so with that said, until next time, so long. And the balcony is closed. I mean, <laughs> goodbye. Thanks.
Leaves us polished stones We can fall 